You're listening to Daily Notes, presented by Home Sideways. On this episode of Daily Notes, we are talking about two films celebrating their 25th anniversary. So let's journey back to 1997. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I drink your milkshake. If you only knew the power of the dark You have my curiosity. Now you have my attention. This is how I went. Shall we begin? Hey everybody, welcome back to the Almost Sideways Movie Podcast. My name is Adam and these are my daily notes where I have fun conversation about films. Alright, I'm back here. I got like it feels like I got demoted to AAA. Like I've, I'm a big Mariners fan, so I feel like I'm in the Tacoma Rainiers, just waiting for my my call up, so to speak. So whenever I get the call up to go to all the all the main show to talk with Zach and Todd and Terry, it's always a privilege to go up there. Oh, it's always a fun conversation there. But I do miss in a way doing my own daily notes episode. I, I do get to talk about some films that are near to, near to my heart. Also, my first time watches, but it was a blast recently being on talking about Star Wars, one of my favorite all all time movies, and Minority Report. Uh, blast, and also I'm gonna be on there again this upcoming weekend. So I've been busy with uh, on the podcast and. Um, summertime for me at work is picking up so we're gonna be uh, even busier uh, but the movies never stop and anniversaries for films never cease to amaze at times so i'm really excited for today's episode so i've been i've been holding off for a while on one of my reviews from 1997 i did re- spoil one of my at this episode a little bit from a few weeks back because i wanted to have a devil's advocate with with air force one uh, but Devil's Advocate, I uh, reviewed on the podcast. Uh, good for good first time watch. Really enjoyed it. I've thought about it since a little bit as well. Uh, I, I I do like my three star rating. It's one I want to rewatch. So I'm just trying to find the time again to watch it. But Keanu Reeves was awesome. Charlize Theron and Al Pacino too, really awesome. Uh, but today's films we're going to be talking about is Air Force One, starring Harrison Ford and Gary Oldman. One of my favorite films. The funny thing about this is that it appeared in my original almost sideways top 100 at the 100 spot. Always gave myself a crap, uh, gave myself a, a hard time for that. But it's a great film. I really love it. I re- revised my rating, and it's my, you know, I don't want to spoil my review here, but we'll talk about that in a little bit from 1997. And then also, we watched last night a film celebrating 25th, 25 25th anniversary of Batman and Robin with Joel Schumacher. I got to do this one. Uh, we talked about Batman Forever a few last year. Uh, in honor of Joel Schumacher, and now we're back here talking about Batman and Robin here, and then I also realized that Batman Returns is celebrating its 30th anniversary, so when Christmas time comes, I'll definitely be doing a Batman Returns uh, review too, but anyway, without further ado, let's get off this plane and talk about Air Force One. Tonight I come to you with a pledge to change America's policy. Atrocity and terror are not political weapons, and to those who would use them, your day is over. In a speech tonight in Moscow, the president issued a direct challenge to terrorist nations around the world. But the question remains, what are the risks involved in such a bold policy initiative? They hated your speech, didn't they? We're afraid we won't have the guts to back it up. Air Force One, clear for takeoff. Thank you for your hospitality, Moscow. The president's plane, Air Force One, has been hijacked. What do they want? They want General Raddock released from prison. I will execute the hostage every half an hour. 
Where are airborne scenarios? There are no airborne scenarios. My husband will not negotiate. His wife, his daughter, I think he'll negotiate. How the hell did this happen? How the hell did they get Air Force One? Your national security advisor has been executed. He just bought you another half hour. Sir, your parachute. I'm not leaving without my family. You know who I am? I'm the president of the United States. Jim isn't making this decision as a president. He's making it as a husband and a father. Go! Let's not forget this president is a Medal of Honor winner. He knows how to fight. He has no right to take chances with his life. Given to their demands, you've got a job to do. It makes me so proud, Mr. President, that you stuck with us. You know your father, he has also killed. You're nothing like my father. We're tracking six MiGs. I'm sending in our F-15s to protect you. She said MiGs? In a war, people die. The president is up there with a gun to his head. I'll do anything to save my family. Don't ask me for something I can't give. Air Force One was directed by Wolfgang Peterson and has a running time of two hours and four minutes. Came out, release date actually for the film was July 25th, 1997, and it has an all star cast of led by Harrison Ford as our president, James Marshall, and sees Gary Oldman, Glenn Close, Wendy Crewson, Liesl Matthews, Paul Guilfoyle. I've said that last name wrong, I know it. And William H. Macy as like the big uh, other stars as well. We're really good cast. I, I really enjoy everybody who was in this film. And uh, I really have some fond memories of Air Force One growing up. But uh, as I'm going through the IMDb page, I'm looking at the peripherals. But before I do that, I guess I, we should look at talk about this plot synopsis here real quick. Uh, on, on, on IMDb, uh, it says, Communist radicals hijacked Air Force One with the U.S. president and his family on board. The vice president negotiates from Washington, D.C., while the president, a veteran, fights to rescue the hostages on board. That does not get you excited for 90s action. I don't know what else will. Air Force One is such a great film. I love this movie so much. And Wolfgang Peterson directs it again. And it's directed by Andrew W. Marlowe. Uh, Wolfgang Peterson, let's, take, let's, let's dive into his filmography real quick. Because I think what his direction was is rather fun. And he, he had a way with uh, directing the alliance. He also did The Perfect Storm in 2000, which is awesome. Uh, let's see here. What else? Air Force One Outbreak, 1995 film. That became really popular on Netflix uh, because of the pandemic. Uh, this, the last couple of years. Uh, let's see here. I'm not really seeing a whole lot of crazy. A lot of TV movies, it looks like. But, um, yeah, pretty cool. Uh, Air Force One, Perfect Storm, Outbreak, and Poseidon. Oh, they, they, there we go. That's a winner. Poseidon. From 2006. Yeah, that's not a really great one, guys. But anyway, uh, Air Force One is just uh, a little blast of a time uh, for me. And it, it kind of uh, embodies, sorry, 90 action, for 90s action for me. It has a fun action sequence, taglines, uh, catchphrases, uh, memorable performances. Uh, Harrison Ford, I, I, I talked about him on Star Wars. He's basically one of my favorite actors uh, from ever, and I, I love him from Star Wars, 
Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones franchise. And Air Force One really kind of embodies everything that I really like of his action uh, action persona. And it was really cool. See, I was really super excited when he got cast in Expendables 3 as well. Uh, I kind of nerded out about that. But anyway, let's go over. I was looking through on IMDb kind of the, um, some other kind of like financials of this film. That's something I've never actually really talked about too much on any of these reviews here. Let's, let's go down here. Scrolling down to the bottom here, all the way to the bottom. So the box office, the budget for the movie was like $85 million. Uh, so that's that's pretty good. Uh, I I don't really know what that kind of like embodies. I know that some of the um, CG effects were there. Obviously the the cast and crew and all that stuff. But yeah, eighty five million dollars not not big. It's a it's a pretty it's a little pretty good blockbuster that also grossed a lot of money uh, coming in opening weekend for U.S. Canada. It was thirty about a little over thirty seven million dollars, which is basically making up big chunk of your budget for sure uh that that with inflation now i think you you would have to think depending on when it drops i'm not sure if it will even make 37 million it could make more depending on the weekend and what kind of audience this movie would get uh, but uh anyway gross for us canada for the those two uh, regions for the entire gross was a little almost 170 173 million dollars and uh the worldwide gross was 315 million dollars a little over that anyway uh so yeah made quite a bit of money here uh had no problems making money at the box office worldwide worldwide uh but anyway uh, air force one for me it from start to finish it's just an exhilarating thrill ride and i i it's funny that this movie would be bring so much so much nostalgia to me when I, whenever i put this movie on i'm i can't really do anything afterward i kind of have to just pay attention to the screen and enjoy the story and get in, i get invested every single time and it, it's a very simple movie but it 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 hits um has that full throttle pedal to the metal kind of feel to it from the very beginning and you it starts slowly building the tension and seeing this tight quarter like really small quarters uh, action thriller uh was just really fun and uh, it, it never gets old to me there's some political undertones there as well and gary oldman's character brings this political um unrest to the film and obviously dealing with the president so you're gonna have to add the political unrest between them as well uh, but I feel like it's a there's a really a story that anybody I, I guess could understand. It's pretty self-explanatory. There's nothing that you have to dig deeper in. It's it's pretty cut and dry action film. Uh, but for me, it's just one that has that rewatchability to it. Like growing up, my dad was super into the Matrix, and he really loved the Matrix a lot however I, you know, I can watch that movie and yeah it's really good it's uh, visually good uh but it came out this that matrix came out two years after air force one but i don't really have the same feels for air force one than i do for or uh, the feels for the matrix as i do air force one uh something about 90s 90, 1997 98 i think too because con air is another one that i really do love a lot too and um, i think I didn't watch Con Air so much, but uh, but I guess another action film that is kind of similar on a very uh, close or close quarter um, 
vehicle that's moving really fast would be speed with Keanu Reeves. So Air Force One and speed, I guess, could hold that special place in my heart as those two uh, vehicular uh, transportation action films. So anyway, uh, going into some of the, I, I'm watching this and it's going some of my negatives. I don't know. I, um, maybe some of the performances aren't that great. Maybe some of the uh, story beats are kind of uh, formulaic and maybe kind of just seem like they're just coming you know basic storytelling but for me it's it's about the journey the thrill ride seeing my one of my favorite actor action stars on the big screen or watching him on the small screen now but uh that it just makes it a fun time and sometimes it's really hard to have that nostalgic feel and when you really like a movie a lot to kind of see anything negative but re-watching it now man after so many years I, I think i haven't seen this for a few years now but i just got really invested into it again and i knew this it was like a three-star film on my original uh 1997 rating for almost sideways but i, I re-ranked it up to um to uh, a three and a half star i think it's like number eight now on my list of 1997 so uh, as as i realize i'm not signed into my letterbox page so i can really look at my ranking as i'm currently recording this so uh, way to do the prep work today i don't good job uh, but anyway let's take a look here we're gonna pull up 1997 real quick and um, we're gonna see where that's at on the grand scheme of things here 1997 was a good year a really good year for movies in general um so by putting Air Force One in my top 10, I do knock out the full Monty, which was like a three-star film for me. But it, uh, to reveal my 1997 top 10 currently uh, for the years out is Austin Powers, Inter International Man of Mystery at number 10, As Good As It Gets at number 9, Air Force One at 8, The Game, David Fincher's The Game at 7, Chasing Amy at number 6, Jackie Brown at number 5, Titanic at number 4, Boogie Nights at three, LA Confidential at two, and Goodwill Hunting at number one. Goodwill Hunting, top ten movie of all time. LA Confidential, Boogie Nights are top ten, are top one hundred worthy. Titanic, after rewatch recently, is I was it's borderline top one hundred. It could definitely have been. It's probably like a in my next one hundred, as well as Jackie Brown. I would say too would be in the next like if I was doing top two hundred movies, I think that could be very well be in there too but before we really close here i wanted to something else i wanted to talk about too oh yeah yeah yeah. the oscar nominations this movie got this movie got two oscar noms uh which is kind of surprising it's kind of fun when you think about the 1997 oscars but it got nominated for um let's see a nominee for uh best sound so paul messi recline doug hemphill hemphill and keith wester got nominated for best sound and also best film editing which is Low-key, a really good nomination. The editing in the movie was just really flawless. It sped along, really at a good pace. Good. Uh, so Richard Francis Bruce uh, getting an Oscar nom. Let's see what other movies that he's edited, because that would be awesome. He's been nominated for three Oscars. Let's take a look here. Ooh, I already saw some of the stuff before I reveal it. Yeah, he got nominated for three Oscars in the 90s. Air Force One, Seven, and The Shawshank Redemption, all films. In the top 100 conversation, maybe not Air Force One that high, but it's a really dang good movie. The Rock, also 996, Air Force One Seven. There we go. That's that's a good list of films. And then you go to his latest film in 2018, and that's Fifty Shades Freed and Fifty Shades Darker. Oh my God, this guy's falling off a cliff. Ben Hur in 2016 and Divergent. 2014. Hey, man's got to work though, I guess. But he did some good movies. There's the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone here, Perfect Storm again, The Green Mile, 
Uh, let's see, Repo Man, Killers, um, Oblivion, Tom Cruise's Oblivion there, Shawshank, again, like I said, I've seen some of his older movies, Cadillac Man, oh, nice, okay, um, The Witches of Eastwick, which is celebrating its 35th anniversary this year, which I definitely want to watch that one at some point, too. But anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's Air Force One, everybody. I, I rambled up a little bit about one of my favorites. It, it's just, it's I, I really don't understand why I like it so much, but it's just one of those ones that hold a really special place in my heart. And sometimes you just can't get past the fact. It's a really exhilarating story that is just a nonstop action ride. And now let's talk about something completely different. Batman and Robin, shall we? Let's do it. This is the way the world could end. Please, show some mercy. With ice. With a kiss. With venom. I probably should have mentioned this. I'm... Poison. Poison Ivy. And the only man who can stop them. I freeze. I'm Batman. Can't do it alone. Batman will watch his beloved Gotham perish. Bundle up, boys. There's a storm coming. Kill the heroes! It's the hockey team from hell! Cool party! Arnold Schwarzenegger. All right, everyone, chill. George Clooney. Julie, I'm not the marrying kind. I know you've had your wild nights. Good night. Wild doesn't doesn't quite cover it. Chris O'Donnell. I want a car. Chicks dig the car. This is why Superman works alone. Uma Thurman. So many people to kill. So little time. Alicia Silverstone. And you are? Batgirl. That's not awfully PC. What about that person? Found the Batcave. She knows who we are. I guess we'll just have to kill her. Yep. In Joel Schumacher film. Strength. And courage. Partners. Honor. Partners. And loyalty. Partners. It all comes together. We're going to need a bigger cave. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin is directed by Joel Schumacher. And as I'm looking on the IMDb page right now, it actually came out June 20th, 1997. And I'm recording this on June 22nd. Uh, so, yeah, happy anniversary, Batman and Robin. Uh, this film is uh, one of those movies that gets panned as one of the worst superhero movies of all time. And why am I reviewing it, you say? But I kind of wanted to talk about it. Kind of really kind of uh, guilty pleasure movie, I guess. But writers for this movie is Bob Kane uh, for the Batman characters and Akiva Goldsman. Uh, start the, talk about A-list stars in this film. It's all They're all the place here. You uh, basically throw a quarter, you can hit an A-list star in this film. You got Arnold Schwarzenegger, George Clooney, Uma Thurman, uh, 
Elisa Silverstone's in there. Vivica Fox shows up. Chris O'Donnell as old 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 man Robin, and Michael Gao as Alfred Pennyworth. Uh, but yeah, this is a really cool. Uh, this is a really cool cast. <laughs> That's kind of wasted by Joel Schumacher's flair. And, and poor Joel Schumacher over the years, he gets panned as like the guy who he didn't really understand that he was making a bad movie. But this is clearly like a, a, a movie that they were just trying to get as many people to buy toys as possible because there's so many costume changes and different bat suits and different Batmobiles and characters in here. Uh, and different references to other pro, uh, like Superman in this in here too, but you got to give it credit. They knew what they had. They had a vision. They stuck to their goal and they went for it, right? And uh, for for me, the, I guess the synopsis before we get too far into my thoughts really is: uh, Batman and Robin try to keep their relationship together, even as they st as they must stop Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. Uh, so coming off of Batman Forever, which is a film that we reviewed last year on the podcast with Riddler and Two Face, it would have been nice to see those characters return. And I know originally in Batman Returns, which is one with Catwoman with Michelle Pfeiffer, I know she was slated to kind of like or rumored to be in the, the next one, as well as uh, Billy D. Williams from Batman '89 to play Two Face. But that went different. Dif they went different directions, obviously. Uh, but anyway, so it's it's weird that they went with Mister Freeze and Poison Ivy really iconic characters uh but it, anyway they, they, they talk about another movie that went full 90s cheese they definitely got arnold schwarzenegger the king of the one-liners and they will definitely beat you over the head with all the ice punnage this movie definitely kicks some ice as well as the almost sideways podcast where you should subscribe because you get awesome puns like that one anyway the 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 cast casting of arnold schwarzenegger watching this movie is if you're going for a complete goofball hammy like batman movie like they did here they kind of nailed it i'm not i'm gonna say it they kind of nailed the arnold schwarzenegger casting uh like it or hate mr freeze it, it's pretty dang good like what he was able to do for the corniness uma thurman uh, comes across as gorgeous hot you know as poison ivy kind of really good casting there too i don't know who i know they were there was rumors to having her be in a live action um Gotham City Sirens movie, which I think became Birds of Prey. I think, or Birds of Prey maybe have a sequel and Poison Ivy would be in it or some, something of that nature. I'm, I'm not, correct me if I'm wrong on Twitter at almost sideways, but I don't know who they would get for that. Uh, I think Amelia Clark was rumored at one point, but then she got cast in a Marvel movie. These different companies get so confusing. There's so many different stuff going on. But if you're talking about 90s uh, casting choices, obviously getting Elisa Silverstone off the success of Clueless is a pretty smart move, too. The, the biggest flaw of these movies is Chris O'Donnell and Elisa Silverstone play characters way too old. Or they're way too old for the characters they're playing. Uh, but they bring something unique and different to the roles, I guess, right? Uh, George Clooney is one we haven't talked about yet, okay? Okay. Uh, Amazing Bruce Wayne, I feel, but not a really good Batman. He's pretty much monotone, one note the whole entire time. I don't really buy him as Batman at all. He's one of my least favorite Batman castings. Uh, but I do applaud. I think he's one of the best uh, Bruce Wayne castings. And especially even down to the T where he has a girlfriend that he won't commit to. I think it's that's just brilliant. I don't know. It's life imitating art, maybe. I don't <laughs> Maybe. But anyway, uh, Batman and Robin, I actually remember getting this film in... in 
1997 Christmas time on VHS, mind you, and I was super excited for it. So I do, I do have some nostalgia for this one. I do, I do admit that it is super flawed, uh, not nearly as good as it should be, and <clears throat> I'm not a big fan of the goofiness that they do have in this film. It's really over the top, like I said, with the puns, with the um, cartoonish uh, action sequences they have. The bat suits look ridiculous. They have bat nipples now. There's too many ass shots and crotch shots in here as well. Uh, but I guess that's what they're kind of going for. That's what Joel Mook Schumacher's flair was. You know, He's not the most memorable of the director, but you do remember the ones that... Uh, the ones films that you do see of his, which maybe is the definition of being memorable. But, but anyway, um, let's, let's jump into that. I kind of like talking about the financials a little bit here. Let's talk. Look, let's look at the uh, the box office here. So the budget of for the estimated budget for Batman and Robin is one hundred and twenty five million dollars. Uh, yeah, that yeah, money well spent, I guess maybe right. Uh, opening weekend for Batman and Robin. 40 a little almost 43 million dollars and uh it only made 200 almost 200 a little over 238 thou or 238 million dollars so not as much as air force one air force one ruled the box office compared to this one uh we're not a guess that originally because it's batman but also i guess it makes sense because it's not like a really big property uh it really uh not really great film, I mean. Um, no no Oscar noms. However, it did get some nominations for some award circuits here. Let's see here. Um, anything, anything, anything good anyway? Oh, my God. That's funny. Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films. It got nominated for Best DVD Collection. Got us. No, that's, that's pretty funny. Uh, it actually won top box office films. For the ASCAP Film and Television Music Awards, it won that. Uh, Blockbuster Entertainment Awards. There we go. Now we're talking. It won Blockbuster Entertainment Award. It won. It was a winner for favorite actress in a sci-fi movie, Uma Thurman, and favorite supporting actor in a sci-fi, and Chris O'Donnell won also. Nominee was Arnold Schwarzenegger and Alicia Silverstone. No love for George Clooney. Am I surprised? Not really. Uh, Kids Choice Award uh, winner went to Alicia Silverstone, favorite act, movie actress for got a, she won a blimp. Also nominated for movie a favorite movie and favorite movie actress in Uma Thurman as well got nominated there. Uh, some Razzies. Now this is the awards that we need to talk about for this film. Uh, got a ton of nominations for Razzies. It won, actually won Razzie for Worst Supporting Actress in Alicia Silverstone. It was nominated for Worst Picture, Worst Screen Couple with Chris O'Donnell and George Clooney, uh, Worst Screen Supporting Actor in Chris O'Donnell, Worst Supporting Actor in Arnold, Supporting Actress in Uma, uh, Worst Reckless Disregard for Human Life and Public Property. He got nominated for that one. Uh, worst Remake or Sequel nomination there. Worst Director in Joel Schumacher. Worst Screenplay by... Uh, Akfa Goldman, Goldsman, and worst original song by Billy Corgan. The, the end is the be beginning. Is the the end is the beginning is the end. I don't even know what that song is. What is this song? I think this is the weirdest. Like this is the weirdest moment right here. We're, we're popping on YouTube. Let's take a look at this. Uh, Billy Corgan. Let's see it. Billy Corgan. Corgan. 
The end is the beginning. Okay. Smashing Pumpkins. The end is the beginning. Mute the freaking ads, Adam. Mute the ads. They are not going to get our ads. Okay, skip ad. Here we go. Here we go. Let's take a listen. Oh my god, they're actually playing it's a music video. They have Batman and Ramen in the music video. Holy cow. Interesting. Okay. This is amazing. Alright. Alright, I'm not gonna play this whole thing. You know what? I'll just, I'll just leave this down in the uh, the show notes here. Take a look at this music video. This is really ridiculous. It's a five minute song. Oh my goodness. Anyway, this is a really random tank. Uh, rabbit hole I just stumbled across. Smashing Pumpkins. Thank you, Razzie Nominations. Thank you for doing something different on these reviews. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's Batman and Robin, folks. What a weird, weird film. Uh, yeah, this is a, not a great movie. Uh, it's near the bottom of my uh, 1997. I guess if I talk about my best, I need to talk about my worst. Where does this fall? Okay, so it is in the bottom uh, tier of my 1997 list uh, for worst movies of 97. Uh, currently, number 10 is Free Willy 3, The Rescue. At number 66, because I've only seen 75 films. Number 70, 67 is Beverly Hills Ninja, Chris Farley, RIP. 68 is Mortal Kombat, Annihilation. 69, Speed 2. Granted, I don't remember that movie, so I may have to re, uh, rewatch that one. 70 is Good Burger, for some reason. 71, Angels in the End Zone. Another reason, I don't know why I watched that movie. 72, Batman and Robin, Guilty Pleasure. I kind of like this movie. <laughs> uh, 73 is Gone Fishing with uh, Joe Pesci and Danny Glover. 74, Steel, the Shaquille O'Neal superhero movie. And number 75, the worst film in 97, is Leprechaun 4, In Space. Yeah, that's the tag. I don't, that's a bad movie, guys. Anyway, with that said, let's go see what year we are going to review with the spin of the wheel. So let's go on. All right, so we are here, ready to spin the wheel. Uh, films celebrating the anniversary, so years that are ending in two or a seven, will be on the spin of the wheel, dating back to 1982. And uh, the last, I guess, the most recent is 2017. We also have Big Blinds and Spielberg on here. I'm going to definitely want to review more Spielberg again. I uh, try to fill his filmography, get back to the journey with Spielberg. Anyway, let's spin the wheel here. Let's go. Right, where it'll land, we will find out in mere moments, folks. All right, here we go. We're gonna end here, and I don't see where it is. 1982. 1982. Interesting year. I can't think of any movies right off the top of my head. So let's go to my list and put some movies on the spin of the wheel. All right, so we put a bunch of films here. So I shuffled them up on the list, so I will be uh, reading them off. Uh, top to bottom here. So, 1982 is very interesting. There are a lot of good movies I actually have on my watch need to watch list. So, number, uh, I guess we'll just read down the list. Uh, the Beastmaster, 48 Hours, Swamp Thing, Conan the Barbarian with Arnold, Tron, The Dark Crystal, Cat People, Officer and a Gentleman, Sophie's Choice, 
and the verdict some interesting choices possibly on this list some really uh some memorable oscar wins here from one from merrill there uh but definitely uh, some movies i've definitely been wanting to watch so kind of interested to see what we get so let's take a look all right i'm kind of interested i don't really have a preference what i want to watch so let's let's take a look here oh my goodness here we go all right so we have the original Tron film. So cool, this may be streaming on Disney Plus. So I'm kind of, it's kind of interesting. So yeah, so I'll be reviewing Tron on the 1982 version of a podcast. So there we go. Uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening to Daily Notes. I'm really excited for you guys to talk movies with us. So hit us up on Almost Sideways on Twitter at Almost Sideways or my personal at Adam. Oh, wait, wait, Adam Sideways. That's what it is. Adam Sideways on Twitter. Anyway, always make sure you guys look at our website in, uh, at almostsideways.com and also subscribe and give us a follow and share with your friends. We would love to have you guys uh, listen to us more. So anyway, well, we will see you guys in the next one. Thank you guys so much. Yeah.